I'm an IT guy. Of course. And nerd out. Hey, everyone. Hey, welcome back to the Entrepreneur Breakthrough Podcast. Today, I've got some big deals for you. It's exciting for me. I've got Kevin Huber with me. And Kevin is from South Dakota. And he's going to share with us some of his stories, what he's doing. And we're going to try to overcome a challenge that Kevin's facing right now in his business. So, Kevin, welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me, Mark. I appreciate it. Hey, that's wonderful. I'm glad you joined me. Uh, I, uh, I met Kevin uh, just about a week ago at an event that we're both part of. That uh, it's a lot of this group is about 200 of some of the top executives, fastest growing business owners in the country. And uh, I got the opportunity to meet Kevin. I thought he'd be great, you know, a great person to be on this podcast. So uh, this is going to be fun. So Kevin, if you could, what's uh, tell me a little about you? Like, where are you from? Uh, <clears throat> lo- local uh, small town. Uh, South Dakota. You know, we live uh, east of the largest city in our state, which is Sioux Falls. So if you're familiar with the good state of South Dakota, we're on the southeastern corner. Uh, it seems to be a, uh, a growing, bustling community, especially over the last few years. We've seen a, a major uh, influx in businesses and residential people moving into the state. Um, I think they're chasing a little bit of the freedoms we offer here inside of our area. And so it's been a, 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 a unique dynamic, but uh, you know, good to see South Dakota growing for sure. Yeah, you see South Dakota, you know, on the news, you know, uh, you look at it. And part of the reason is, uh, you know, of course, uh, people, a lot of people, I think, respect uh, your leadership in that state. Uh, so she's uh, making a name for herself. So yeah, Christy Nome something. So if nothing else, she's I think she's put South Dakota on the on the map, and people are talking about South Dakota just because of some of the you know things that she's doing and some of her you know some I guess some of the things she's not doing too. Uh, she's not giving in. So congratulations of being where you're at. And yeah. Uh, yeah. it could be a little warmer uh, year round, but hey, hey, at least you're not North Dakota, right? There's a lot of things that come with negative 40, you know what I mean? Some positives, too. <laughs> oh, geez. I, I, yeah, I, I can do it that. We have a couple of those days a year. I can do it without that. Oh. Oh, tell me about your business. What do you, what's, your, what's your business you're in? Yeah, so if you, if you looked this up, you know, uh, and you wanted my, uh, you know, our, our mission statement, if you will, I should say our vision statement, you know, it's, it's to create authentic relationships every day through technology. Okay, so we're a technology firm and you'll find our CARE Act, which is the creating authentic relationships every day. Uh, so we're a technology firm. We're, uh, you know, as, as, as cheesy as it sounds, soup to nuts, right? So we, uh, you know, uh, if Disney calls us uh, or, you know, uh, my neighbor's grandma has, a, has something wrong and she can't get into some pictures mm-hmm. on her, her computer, we have uh, the staff and the ability and the wherewithal to uh, adapt to those uh, different dynamics, you know, as you can think. So, so you handle everything then you said soup and net. So basically you're going all the way from small operations, single computer, small helping people out in the community to larger enterprise as well. Yeah, that's correct. You bet. Uh, we were purposefully built on the mythology of, uh, of hardware. So in 2006, 2007, we slam into the, <clears throat> excuse me, the, uh, the real estate bubble. And pretty soon our economy is, um, looks much similar like it does today. Lots of inflation, tough to get products. You know, so back then we were in um, the used uh, equipment space and we were just moving boxes. Uh, parts and pieces, helping people get programs up and running and stay competitive and get ahead. And that's slowly morphed itself into a, a full-scale integration shop. So we supply parts, hardware, installation, guidance, best practices, you name Is your practice primarily focused around South Dakota? No. Uh, if you were to, uh, great question, Mark. Uh, if you were to go look us, uh, you know, kind of give us a glimpse at 30,000 foot on our socials and through our website, um, we've been to the country of Guam. Uh, we, threw the, we flew our team through Hawaii, over to Guam, through Tokyo and back and working with customers globally. Uh, we, we buy and have created relationships in, you know, Germany, Dubai, um, you know, just different places where most people wouldn't think to gain competitive advantages. 
um, we started digging into those those trenches a uh, long long time ago. Yeah, it seems kind of unique, I think, in, uh, in the IT space. You know, I have an IT company as well, and we've got clients, you know, we have clients for you know, a few remote, you know, all over this country, but also like a, an Australian client for a while. But, yeah, it seems like you guys are really focused on getting those larger projects, like government projects, outside of the United States. Yeah, uh, you know, it's funny how it works. It's, um, and you know as well as anybody, Mark, and in your viewership, it's this is a relationship game when we sell, when we put our products, our pieces, our, our personalities out there, right? It's law of attraction. And oh, yeah. the, more, the more we meet and the more we talk to people, the more we get on these types of interviews together, the broader our scope and our reach gets and those relationships. You know, it's funny where technology mm -hmm. takes you because it's an inevitable piece of our lives now. And if you're good at it and you know how to let people know that, man, the sky's the limit. You know, that's the truth. We're all tied to it, man. I love you. I love the fact you dropped law of attraction. I study law of attraction extensively and I, I truly believe what you put out there, you will get back. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's a hundred percent correct. We, we have, we have built our culture in such a way that, um, you, you get, when you, when you pour into us as a customer, you get exactly that out of us, right? doesn't matter what right. arm of the business you work with. If it's accounting, shipping, the guy that cleans our building, <clears throat> they all know, they all understand, right? Right, right. You know, I had a, I just had an interview earlier and I was talking to a, a, another guest and she's talking about struggling to, to land a new career. And she, and she immediately went into this thing about this list of three or four things about her beliefs of why she wasn't getting this job. And I went into it immediately explained the law of attraction because you're putting that out there, you're getting it back. You know, yeah. one thing she's committed to is is changing that thought, changing that output. And I think what she'll find is she'll get back what she puts out there. So I mean, that's great that you believe uh, that. You never stepped foot onto that that seat next to me a week ago. Hmm. You know what I mean? Right. You instantly know when that attraction is right. When you feel like, okay, this person understands my space, understands what I'm doing. Right. It's pretty instant. So. And if you follow it, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's you find it's more valuable than it is not in most cases. So. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely correct. Well, typically I'm going to ask a question or I'm going to have you ask your question, but I have one thing for you being an expert in this field with today, we're hearing a lot of threats of cyber attack ransomware against America. How, how, what is your thought on that? Just real quickly, I get, you know, too deep down that hole and also do you feel small businesses are in generally protected from that? It's, it's a great question. Um, and I think that it's, um, it's in today's news and you hear it. it they're, the media is feeding it to you. Um, yes, there is a, a real scare, I think, in small businesses in this country that have. Um, and I was just thinking about this the other day, too. I mean, if I had even if a small business had 10,000 bucks in their bank account, Listen, there'll come a day where they'll come for that, right? It's not if, it's just when. And the inevitability mm -hmm. of it is um, it's, it's present. And it, um, yeah, there, there, there's a need for security. And if you're not paying attention into it and you're not posturing yourself in such a way or tying your, uh, your giddy up to somebody's hitch, uh, you know, there's, there's trouble. There's trouble. I think it's a real threat. I, we did a we did a, a firewall upgrade here at a uh, at a uh, a lending firm for housing here in our state. 1.8 million attacks from Russia in a 24 hour period. Okay, small. Is that right? Nobody spent middle of South Dakota, middle of nowhere, hmm. middle of nowhere. So, uh, and you know as well as I do, and your viewership, if they're hearing it from me or they've heard it from you, and they don't think you know what you're talking about, well, by God, I'm here to tell you, you know what you're talking about. Get secure right, so you, and do it right. So you feel they're not just going after the U.S. government. They're, the, the attacks are happening even to smallest businesses. Listen, um, $10,000 in a third world country goes a long way. Especially when you hit 10,000 people with $10,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm, glad, I'm glad to hear your opinion on that. because I talked to his people yesterday. He called in for a, a proposal to launch a new law firm. And he told me very specifically he's dealing with HIPAA data, financial data, and children's 
cases, like children, you know, molest cases. I want that thing secure. So I talked to him real quickly about kind of like the budget. And so then I ended it with, let me recommend somebody else because he wasn't, because he was a small startup and his idea was why would anybody want my data after he told me the value of it? So what I'm, you know, I see that a lot of small businesses are, are not understanding that. And I'm glad that you have that opinion. You're helping people understand that we're all, we're all under attack. We are. I mean, yeah, we are. Yeah. I mean, yeah, your no, social security's numbers worth a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's crazy. It is. Uh, I think we get off on tangent and go out the dark web here and no, never come back. No. But, but for sure. So what? Yeah, it's craziness. But I'm glad you're uh, out there for de- defending us. Because ah, same with you, know, you, man. Same with you. Yeah. Oh, you know, thank it's you. A tough conversation to have with folks, and and the dollars and cents that have to align with it aren't always the funnest thing to talk about either. But the reality is, the reality is. You're right. There's a lot goes into it on the back end too. There's a, and there's a lot of liability and risk on the people providing those services too. All it takes is one mistake or, or one oversight or, or whatever. And next thing you know, it's, it's, it's bad for everybody. Right. So, um, so what I'm today, what I want to talk about is you and I talked briefly. Is that my good man? Sorry about that. Okay. We talked briefly, uh, very briefly at, uh, when we had our last meeting, but we talked about, I'll just explain what I'm doing. So, in the technology world, you're doing things a little different than what you know my company's doing, some of my clients are doing. But with that, I guess let's let's figure out. You said you had a, maybe a question or something you're you want to do differently or struggling with. What can I help you with, with today? Well, um, I, you know, a couple of things that come to mind. Um, you know, is is as a as a as a growing company, one, I need bodies, right? Uh, but more importantly, I really want to focus on how I get myself out of um, my seat. Um, I, I have lived and died by being a part of the customer experience here at the IT outlet since the start. Um, and it's, it's ingrained into me. And it's, mm-hmm. it's the letting go factor, Mark, that someone, you know, that's been through this, that uh, that can, you know, Put, pour some light or some excitement or some direction on how um, how you start that process, how you hand off accounts, how you delegate the tasks so that I can get into what I feel is m- my most potent spot or where I can be the most effective um, as, as the guy leading the ship. So with that, you're saying you're actively involved. You have been from day one. Um, you worked at this company, I believe, before you acquired the company. Is that correct? Yep. I was uh, employee number six. Oh, sweet. So what's happened, what I see happening is your customers have grown accustomed to Kevin always being available. And also Kevin's the guy that has the design ideas. And he understands he built my system and he designed it. So when they bring somebody else in, they tend to discount the person maybe not because the person's not smart or not good but they don't know my system like kevin does is that kind of like what you're seeing yeah um you know the again back to that relationship part of our care triangle that's where we're at you know how do you hand off i mean and i'm not going to hand off you know those great great relationships that are etched in stone that are almost petrified in such a way but that 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 customer, you've built that relationship, right? You've built, you know, the, myself and them have have connected, you know, outside mm-hmm. of an email at itl.com or you know a phone call. Like I'm I'm in their lives. I'm, I know their family. Right. They eat at their kitchen tables. They stay at my house. I mean, right. those, those are those things that I. How do you let that go? How do you give yeah. that to somebody and say? Here, employee, salesperson, garner this thing and treat it like I did. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll tell you what. I, I, went, that I, I need to let go because I'm teaching my staff my ways, my ideas, the way I culture and cultivate relationships. Right. But I, so, still, can't, I still can't yeah. let the Band-Aid off. Right. It, I understand that. And that I've done that. And I, I help. This is a big one because a lot of the technology people – we're business owners, but we, we a lot of us progress from being the technician, the only guy, the, the main guy. And then we tend to, our hiring practices are, 
we tend to hire a couple of junior technicians to fill in the gaps and do the tedious stuff that we don't want to do so we can focus on the big important stuff. Then we hire admin staff. And what we end up doing, we still put ourselves in a position where we're always the guy, always the, the even the emergency guy gets to call at 2 a.m., but also the person the client wants to speak with. And what I've, what I've done, first of all, it has a lot to do with, you know, core values for one. And continually, is that something at this point, are you meeting weekly for training and core values reinforcement with your, with the entire staff? Not the entire staff. The entire staff gets once a quarter the sales staff that involves the customers and revenue is once a week. Okay. And again, in my seat, you know, I'm still, I'm still working on the $10 and hundred dollar an hour tasks with small schools mm-hmm. and people and relationships. And, you know, so for me, it's not necessarily a, um, you know, uh, an algorithm, it's, it's truly the sales end of it. You know, I, I have to, you know, how do, how do I stretch myself out of that space and allow yeah. my, you know, and, and well, keep moving. What I, yeah, so I'm looking at, so you've got a weekly meeting of sales and that sales meeting is probably more or less recapping what the goals were. If you met the goals and what's, what's coming up, I guess, like looking forward, probably. Are you covering, do you have a, first of all, I guess start with, do you have a documented sales process? Uh, yes. Um, it is a, uh, a social strategy and a B2B strategy um, uh, on um, just basic principles and how uh, to create a, um, um, how to get it, how to get a, uh, an initial engagement in process and how to nurture that, you know, obviously by, by leading by example, you know, once we have a customer, we all know what needs to go into. Once you've got them to the table and they're eating off of your plate and your products, um, okay. you know, you know I, I like to think I've hired salespeople that understand. Okay, you've got a customer now. What do you got to do with that customer, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to take care of you, right? So, so do we map those out uh, from the time the lead comes in until the leads close? Is there a process for that? Every every email that goes out, every call that goes out, what the call should cover house documented where it goes into crm all that's that's a documented process we can set yeah. anybody down and follow your process yeah we uh and well if you if you came in here right now mark you you, you I, you'd think i was lying uh but we're uh we're moving to hubspot so we're getting you know we're, we're compacting all that into that that process and creating those um i forget what hubspot calls them there's whatever okay. it is their uh their their process portfolio but you know, it was no different than today. You know, we walked in there today and, you know, for instance, we, you know, it's like, you know, right here, they get a document. We go over the, you know, the B2B selling, you know, what do these okay. steps look like? Are you doing these things? Here's, here's another sheet that has social strategy okay. that we talk about, right? Things that mm-hmm. we're going to go over, how we're going to go about doing them, right? What they need to do in a social setting because the cold calling thing is, is tougher these days. Mm-hmm. So how do, how do we leverage social media? cold calling leads that come in from what we do in marketing, mm-hmm. how that all filters down, you know, so we're playing with HubSpot, but yes. Um, could we be better at some yeah. of the documentation? Probably, you know, if I had to hire a new sales guy today and I sat him down, I could give him some pretty good, um, I, I, you know, hand off some, 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 uh, some warm leads and some, some leads to be using, but. Um, so are they, are they all communicating with the same message? Um, it's, it's all geared around technology and what that particular salesperson's comfortable with, right? Some guys are better at talking storage, some software, you name it, right? Pick, pick a product. Some guys are comfortable with, I don't, as I tell them, I don't care how you get there, just get there, right? At the end of the day, they've got a quota that they, they set themselves, right? And then I work and we work with alongside them to try and make that, that goal a reality, and that's where I think I fall short. I'm in here selling too, trying to make the the you know the dollars and cents for the team. And I don't. I, I, how do I step aside and make better processes? You know, where do I find right. my time to get um, you know uh, some KPIs that might give me a better indication of analytics and data? I love data. I'm an IT guy, I'm a nerd, just like you. Right. Data numbers mm-hmm. don't lie. That's the beauty of the IT. There's no lie. So right. You know, could we be better? Yes. Do we have some stuff? Yes. Is it primarily your time dealing with, you say clients call you or you get, you're, you're the relationship with them. Is it primarily the sales side? 
or are you also involved? Are they still reaching out to you for, are you following up with all the service stuff or at least know what's going on? Yeah, or you... I was able to, uh, well, we, we never really had a services side until I bought the company. So 2019, set in stone. Then we start building out this services platform, hiring engineers. So it was easy to separate myself from that group as we grew it because I, I, we never had it and I never gave anybody the ability to rely on me for those services. Okay. So it's really more at this point, sales side. What do you explain your QBR process, your quarterly business reviews, or do you have a monthly business review? Like on your clients that you meet with on a regular basis, how does that meeting happen? Who does that meeting? Um, I do, you know, I'm, 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 I'm reaching into those, those great, those customers that I know are counting on me. Not, not the, not the, the medium warm folks that are willing to give me a bone here and there or one aspect of the business, but people that are truly invested in me, I'm setting those up monthly, right? Uh, my good customers in this field, when you, when you, when you are full handed and you are a full-time provider for a, for a business, uh, university, you name it, right? Hospital, um, you don't talk once a month. You know, you do talk once a month on projects that are coming, things that they, you know, capital outlay, you know, all that stuff. But week in and week out, you know, day after day, sometimes every other day. I mean, you're talking. We're working on stuff. We're building up, you know, this. What? How do we add to that? Hey, I got this problem, you know. So, I'm, you know, I'm, my, my, I'm stretched, right? And then, right. you know, to try and lead and coach and be a great leader, you know, to the accounting people, the shipping people, the brokers, you know what I mean? Like, right. You got almost mm-hmm. 30 people and I'm, I'm, I'm keeping track of hundreds of customers and I'm trying to, you know, guide lead. Help right. So Mark. now help, help me, Mark. Yeah, help me, I'm getting, I think it, that's what you're doing. First of all, do you have any account managers or all your sales guys count managers? your hunters, farmers, both? Uh, yeah, everybody. Uh, all, so there's, uh, there's, 12 of us selling, I think it is. Uh, we're all, we're all, we're all, we're all hunting and slaying. Okay. And then as far as you're hunting, slaying and who's farming those leads once the, once, once oh. they're customers and then who takes care of them going, going forward, like month to month. That's us. whoever closes them. Yeah, whoever closes responsible them. for their own plate of food. You bet. Man. Okay. We've got, we hired marketing. So now we've got a marketing firm who's starting to help us generate some inbound leads, but everything we've done hundred percent organic, all done by the individual. Okay. So you know that I'm sure you're aware that the other salespeople are feeling the same thing you're feeling. Oh, you have a little ex, you have, you have a lot more on top of you because you got the company as a whole, but they're still trying to get leads, bring leads, close leads, and then also nurture leads at this point. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. When, when you make so, it, when you make it in technology, at least if you make it in IT here with us at the ITAL, you eat real good, but you earn it. You right. earn every dollar of it. So, right. so they're making good money, but they got to get. But they're also carrying a load, a pretty good size of load, some stress. So now, that's where I think we this really turns around. The service side is one thing I like if that's working pretty well. We can talk about it at a different time, but the sales side, the key is going to be is one thing I noticed when I started offloading uh, a lot of these calls, a lot of these relationships with my clients. I was in the same boat you were. You know, we had I've been doing this for you know 10 years or at the time, and people expected to hear me, talk to me. Whenever one of my guys would recommend something, my clients would call me to make sure it was a good deal. Hey, you sure that he this guy really knows what he's doing? Should we have that? So what I really wanted to do is I, I, I made it very clear. First of all, I hired the right people. And the people that I hire for that, this role that I'm talking about, they're not salespeople. You really, you really got to disc these people and you've got to figure out these are more your SCs. These are not your killers. These are hunters. Or I'm not hunters. These are farmers. These are the detail. These are people who can juggle multiple clients. And what I started doing was assigning even my best clients that like me the most to a project manager, or I'm sorry, account manager. And this person's only job is to make sure that things are taken care of for one. So now, but what I did was I was active for a lot, a long time, like in, in that transition, you know, a few months so that my clients wouldn't get tired. It would only got deserted them. But what I started doing was 
I would have my clients always go to that person. Even if that person didn't know the answer, he'd come to me. We would solve the problem together. I would then have my client, my, that person go back, solve the problem, have the discussion, and I would credit them with the answer. So my client, they called it, hey, I just, I just got this answer from whatever. And I'd be like, you know what? He, he's a great guy. He figured this out. I'm really impressed that he did that. But I would always just give all the credit for one. So the clients, what happens is the clients start real, realizing that you're almost a, a I guess, a bottleneck in, in, in the system. If I have to go clear to Kevin, it takes me a day or two to get that thing resolved. But hey, this new guy, it's like it's like six hours, four hours later, half a day, I get my answer. So what happens is whenever I would have my clients call me, I would make sure or hit a ticket board and assign to me that it always got responded to slower, not out of SLA, but slower. And then what I started doing was training my clients to not need me. So if they call my office today, like I don't take any phone calls. I took a phone call today from a, yesterday from a lead that it was like the only one I've taken. I mean, they just don't come to me for anything because they know I almost had to start. Okay. The, your, your clients who are business people and they understand growth, they're going to understand if you have the conversation with them, look, you have a growing business just as I do. I want to continue to provide these great services, but I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm cut myself too thin. So what I want to assure you is I've only hired and trained the best people. In fact, I know they're going to do it better than I have. And then so you have that conversation with the clients. They understand you. But the key is you have to trust that these whoever you hire to do this is going to do it right. And if they make a mistake, you back them 100 percent of the time. Like, oh, yeah, that, you know, whatever it is. The key is the client sees a continuity, I guess, between the company. They start seeing this person do a lot of the same things you would do. And they're thinking that they just think this guy's just like Kevin. What they don't realize behind the scenes is you guys are meeting every day and you're, you're feeding him answers or her answers, whatever. And they're going back, giving your answers instead of you taking the phone and going, okay, let me handle this one for you. No, I don't care how bad it is. You're going back. Here's what, here's what, here's what we're going to do. So anyways, what happens is they start depending on that person. Then I got into the next phase was when they did call me direct on my phone or whatever it was, I would always stop and say, you know what? I, I don't know the answer to that right away. Uh, let me check with Steve. I know he's working on your account and uh, I'll figure out where it's at. One of us will give you a call back. Then they start realizing that, wait a minute, Mark's not even, he's not even, you know, he had to ask the other guy. And then, uh, and then I, a lot of times I would joke about it. I was like, I'm the last guy you want to answer that question. I mean, I've been out of this thing for, I mean, I, I haven't been in charge of your account for a year. You know, let me check with the guy who's in charge. But the key is what I guess I'm getting at is the way I did it with constant reinforcement that he's better than me, you know? And if I, if you want, if you want us to continue to do what we've done for you over the years, we have to have someone else doing this work. And, you know, honestly, I think I, I hired up, this guy's better than I am. Uh, and he, you know, he's not going to know your account on day one. Don't set the precedence for that. And what I tell people is because it's true in our, my company is we document things so freaking well that anybody can sit down in our company with permission, get all the information they need to do anything in your network that they needed to. And rest assured that everything our employees do is tracked and recorded to a manner that they, they, if they make a mistake, we'll catch almost immediately. And everything we've ever done for you is in our system so they can look back for the history. And everything that we do for you going forward is a process. So the difference between – I explained – the difference between what I did for you when I took your account several years ago and I started supporting it and the person doing it today – is that I had to figure everything out every time you called. And you, I learned a lot about you, and you got comfortable with me. What you don't realize today, if you make that same call today, all those thoughts that I had are all in, in our process book. They're in, they're in there. So every time our technicians are trained or our salespeople are trained, that when something comes up, they don't, they're not reinventing the wheel. They're looking at the history coming forward. So he's better prepared than I was. So just rest assured that, 
the buck stops at me, but I have to let these guys, you know, do what they do best. And you just keep supporting them. And what I did though was every week, um, well, I do it all the time when somebody starts new. I don't just train on our sales processes. We have training modules, videos about our clients. And, you know, we have a, you know, we can do inside our IT glue or documentation program or in our PSA. We have everything about these clients. But I also then would record videos about these clients, their industry, who they are, who the key people are, you know, who the assholes are. You know, some things you never call at night. Who do you not text? Who do you, who prefers a text? And then in our contact, in our CRM, for every employee, we have a preferred method. You know, you know, Kevin knows I don't like text messages at nine o'clock. The new guy didn't know that. Well, he does because it's in the CRM. You know, do not text this guy after 9 p.m. The little things that, like that, I think that's how, that's how I did it. But over about a two or three year period, probably total, People got to the point where they just didn't want to call me. So what I would do is I would let, and even today, I let somebody else handle the month-to-month meetings. If it's a weekly meeting, if it's a monthly meeting, whatever it is, that's somebody else. You know, an account manager, a technician, whatever it be. And then usually once, twice a year, I go to the client. Because what I want to talk about is something different than what this other guy talks about. I want to talk about the strategy. You know, we're going into third quarter. I want to sit down personally with you and let's cover strategy for your company. You know, and then you review the notes with your guy. You bring him along, your salesperson, your account manager. And here's where he's at. But I, let's talk about what's coming up. Yeah. You know, what's are you guys growing? Are you doubling? Are you having a new location? Are you opening international offices? And there's something going on. Maybe you're not comfortable telling, you know, the account manager. But I'm a business owner. You're a business owner. Let's. And then that's where they see the value in you. And they start realizing when you remind them and you show them, this is the role that I play. I'm the CEO and I work with CEOs for strategy. And then I think they'll respect it. But really, I think one thing I have to emphasize is you can't go back in the middle of it. Once you're committed, you're in. So no matter what happens, and your, your client calls you and says, Kevin, God, your guy said this, and I, I know you wouldn't have said that. It just doesn't make sense to me. You're like, you have to, instead of answering, you have to say, well, let me get him on the phone, find out what he's talking about, and we'll call you back. Because you have to understand that, they have to understand that you're backing him, and they can't, because he might tell them, you know, what you really need is upgrade your storage and your sand, you know, and that's going to cost you 30 grand. And they're thinking, well, Kevin wouldn't have said that, you know, ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) So So, anyways, I think. Let me me bounce something off you since, since we're we're spitballing some things here. I I, I like what I hear. So I've got these accounts that I know are that if worked harder and better cultivated would generate more than what I'm putting into it for effort and time right now. Do do you just do you just decide where that breaking point is, Mark? And I say, listen, here I've got a team of great guys. I got some young guys. I got some senior guys. Do I just take these accounts and I just divvy them up, or do I try to find like personalities, or do I just say, you already know the expectation, folks. Here's some accounts. Make them more than what I've made them. That's yeah. I think what's going to happen. That's where the the monthly, the quarterly reviews come in. You're going to start uncovering opportunities because what I try to tell people is my clients too. When we meet quarterly for a review or whatever, it's not about tickets. It's not about projects. It's about strategy. It's about relationship. So my feeling is this, and I I tell people this, if there's a service related issue, you're going to deal with that with the service people before we get to this ticket, before we get to this meeting. If you have a sales need that's immediate, you've probably dealt with it already with somebody else in my company. When we meet quarterly, I want to know what's coming up. You know, I want to know what's going on. But you also, the problem is, too, a challenge. Three quarters of your clients probably don't know three quarters of what you do. Oh, 100%. So they, so they use, they do one thing with you or two things. They do backup and storage. They don't realize you do VoIP. So or, or whatever. So now 
that's where this new person, this new role comes in. As they're meeting, they're also talking about, oh, by the way, you know, we did, we did an analysis of your account and I realized I'd, I'd show the client, here are the things that we do. We do these 32 things. You're using four. You may not need us for the others, but would you mind if we go over real quickly? That way, if it comes up in the future, you know we do it. Because the worst thing that happens, you bring somebody else in from outside, then it just messes everything we're doing up. You know, if we got to change the firewall to fix your voice over IP problem, that's just nothing but a finger pointing game. So can we talk about your voice over IP? Have you, have you considered that? Half the time, they'll be like, yeah, we've been talking about that. So do you, do, you, do you feel like someone bringing somebody in to take and manage the accounts that I don't want to be personally tied to is better than handing them off to other sales guys? I don't think you're still, I think what you're going to find once you test this theory, test this process, you're going to get customer service people for all your sales guys. So you're going to have person who this sell this customer service, or I guess this account manager type person is probably going to manage more than one sales rep because they're going to manage a lot of accounts. But you're going to find is you're going to put your sales guys are going to get to the point they're going to get their time back. They're going to know they're still doing their own documentation, their own CRM entries and all that. But what you're going to do is they're going to be out hunting because anytime that they're not hunting, if they're just farming for so many hours a week, they're not making the money that they want to make. So they're probably going to make more money because they're not spending eight hours a freaking week or, you know, going to meetings. They're killing. You know, stop the freezer and not. Yeah, you know. everybody's everybody's being charged a cold calling, throwing leads into the CRM, keeping the customer happy, following up, more orders, more more solutions, more everything. So, I mean, that's that's the that's that is. I mean, we're doing well with that, mm -hmm. but that's not that's not where we need to go, right? No, I, I don't think it is. I think that's just a specialized field, somebody to handle that customer service, and the sales guy can be involved, but. Once the thing is your sales guys, if they're true sales, they get their biggest pay from closing new deals, new contracts, new deals, new projects. Selling another a firewall upgrade to an existing client is nothing like going out and selling a complete new security renovation with storage and everything to do client. 100%. Your sales guys, if they're truly salespeople, they want more of that. Yeah. You know, a client, a client calls in that they support and says, like, I need to buy three new laptops. Well, that's great. But, that, you know, somebody else in my company can handle that. You know, I'm trying out Slay and Dragons and you're giving me this. Yeah, it's the $10, $100 the right. stuff, right? You know, it's, right. it's, those, and that's, it's those accounts that I've made great relationships with that aren't giving me the money we need to get ahead that I need right. to. Right. Now, you could also have that conversation as well. Don't think you can't. Hey, you know what? I really respect that you guys have been using us for all these years. But in the beginning, you were one of our better accounts, large accounts, and we still love working with you. But I got to let you know, there's a lot of stuff. You're not one of the big generating accounts for us, and we'd like to keep doing business with you. There's got to be things that we do that you use somebody else for. Can we look at that? Because sure. there's a reason why a lot of our clients give us more than just one task. But it seems like you're only giving us this stuff. Is you, are you happy with what we're doing? Because they need to know, hey, you're not one of our big players. It's it's just it's nature of the beast. You got to have it's a difficult conversation, but they're either going to wake up, go, you know what, we we kept you for that one thing because the other guy didn't do it. We like his like whatever the excuse is. Are you willing to let us look at the other things? If not, then maybe it's time that the other company takes over what we're doing. Because you've got to focus. You're going to find, I think, if you start. Uh, really just uh, what I have, a, I have a term for this, um, but basically top grading. If you start top grading your clients every year, just like you probably should do your employees too. You know, you've got, say you support a hundred clients. There's probably a good chance that 10% of those every year should find new providers because you got to make room to add somebody else to the top 10%. So you almost need to be looking at it and telling people, and we had a system in our company. I don't do it today, but we did it. And we had more clients and more staff, but we had a system. We rated everybody, A, B, C, and D basically on different things. You know, like little things to me, like, do they respect my opinion? Do they pay on time? Do they, do they shop us for lower prices on hardware? You know, or are they assholes to my clients? And people would get rated A, B, C, and D. And, you know, I always said D's never become C's. 
They're just dicks. They're just, that's it. C's can become B's. B's can become A's. Very few people are truly A's. They do all four or five things perfectly. So your goal is going to be that, okay, we're going to narrow down who our B's are. And we're going to really take care of those people. They become A's. The D's need to be told how it is. Hey, you know what? We're sooner or later, this is how we do business. It's different than we did business before. And whether you lose them or not, that's your, your choice. But I think like, those are conversations to have. And you can also, I get a lot of stuff from covering. They're pretty quick rambling on. But one thing I'd like to do too, if you go to your, do your sales staff, the 12 you have, are they assigned certain accounts or the customer calls in and it just gets assigned to somebody and somebody randomly takes it? Uh, we have the, the accounts uh, are all cultivated by them. Our, our marketing strategy is new, Mark. So we don't have a lot of inbound yet. We just don't. We're, okay. we're, we're trying to get to that point. We're working hard to do it. But everybody's, everybody calls and creates their own ecosystem inside of ours, a business inside of a business, as we call it. Okay. okay. Is anybody taking – what happens when those sales people leave? How's that documentation? Is it tracked? Is it something you could pick up with it and leave if they left that the client's not going with them? Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, I, I, our, our, um, um, my business partner and I pick up that, that slack until we find a, an appropriate home, uh, an account size for, um, you know, in-house salespeople. We, we will hand those accounts off and, and, and let those customers, uh, they get engaged by us first as, a, as ownership. Hey, um, so-and-so's gone. Uh, I'm, I'm here to help your account out for the foreseeable future. Um, at some point in time, we're going to hand you off, depending on how things go. Um, but we'll be part of that process the whole way through. You know, thanks for supporting us. Appreciate you trusting us. Uh, look forward to more business as it comes up. You know, that type of thing. Okay, good. So I like that. So here's what, I, here's what I'd like to challenge you to do soon. Meet with your sales staff or send them a memo, whatever. What I'd like to do is, first of all, come up with maybe four to five things that you can rate your clients on. And this is all that your client, your, your, customer, your employees need to know. This is an internal document. This is not released. This is not leaked. But base it on, like I did mine on, like I said, it was, do they respect my opinion? Do they shop for it? Do they shop us for hardware? Do they pay promptly? And uh, the other one was, oh, they assholes to my employees, essentially. So I rate people. It'd be interesting for your sales staff to take the accounts that they're actively involved with and rate each one of those. Because what we couple things we could do is maybe that some of these accounts that aren't producing enough that you think they should be producing more, maybe it's a connection with the current sales rep. So what you might find is you've got the lower 10% of each sales rep's assigned accounts that they're not getting along with, but they might work really well with somebody else. So it might be an opportunity to cross train a few of those accounts to see, well, maybe this guy can do better, this customer, if he's working with somebody else. And just to see, you, you never know. Maybe they, they want to buy a lot of stuff, but they just don't like the guy. They don't like your sales rep. Sure, sure. So okay. then that gives you an idea also, if you start top grading your clients, where are you going to start? Well, if you combine this, you know, you might ask some of your service guys too. Hey, here's our clients. How would you rate these people? You know, based on are they mean to you? They rude to you? They're patient? Do they are they demanding? Or you know, and then you start combining those numbers together somehow, and you start thinking, okay, now I understand. Our employees are frustrated with these ten customers. So that's where you step in and have a conversation with the customer. Hey, here's what's up, man. You know, not sure what it is. We've been, uh, that might ease some of the you know, load on you. And then at that point, you do the same thing with your clients too, the ones that you support. And you've got to figure out, one, either you hand them off to another sales rep for project, as, as they start coming in for quotes or whatever, you hand them off, you work with, eventually you're gone. But I think if you would experiment with either somebody internally you cross train to this role or hire somebody who's a good customer service account manager, somebody who'd be good at this, find somebody who's in the insurance agency field. They are great. You know, somebody works who has experience working in an agency uh, because 
one, they know how to use CRMs and tools, but two, they, that's their job is every day somebody calls in because their roof got blown off, their house got burned down and they're stressed out. And this person is the person that handles everything, you know, like I don't call the owner of my insurance agency. I, my, my, whoever answers the customer service rep takes care of my problem. So that's a good field. Anybody who deals with customers on that, in that stressful time, insurance is a good one. And, and I think if you find somebody, you can do that and you start slowly introducing them to your clients and start handing off maybe some of the tasks, not, and don't hand hand off a whole client. We can work on this different, a different time, but hand off certain tasks. You know, I want you to have the weekly meetings with our clients. And then I want you to have the monthly meetings. When the quotes come in for new hardware, new projects, whatever, I want you to take all the information and start putting together proposals. And eventually what you're going to find is that only thing you're doing is the bigger projects, maybe a quarterly review or annual review and everything else. And also assisting this person in preparing, you know, the proposals, the meetings. Um, And then at that point that you might get rid of 30% of your client time pretty quickly. And you think that person is going to cost you so much less than your time. Yeah, for sure. for sure. I mean, that person, I don't know about South Dakota, but that person in Indiana today is probably, honestly, a $20 an hour person, you know? Yeah, I, 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 you know, for me, it was just, it's a great strategy to help. I don't want to tell a, a customer that's worked with us for five years or 10 years who only throws, you know, $10,000 in revenue down with a $2,000 profitability bottom line. Mm. Right. I don't want to talk to you no more, right? I want a graceful way to go about saying, hey, you'll get the same service here. Uh, and I'm, I'm quietly watching over here in the background. I'm still here. You can still find me. Um, yeah. So I, th- the strategy was great, Mark. I, I, I love the idea. I, you know, we all get stuck in the mud with our blinders on and, and can't get outside that, yeah. that ring of focus. And uh, it's valuable to pick, pick, pick a guy's brain like yours. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. That's uh, that's where I would go with this. So, the goal, but you have to have a goal. The goal for you is, I think you need to look at how much time you spend today, on average month, doing client work. You know, like sales stuff, not not management. Working, you know, in your business, not on your business. And then let's pick a number. A right. Yeah. I say. So now we want to get that down. We want to take in the next three months. We want to reduce that by thirty percent. And whether it's whether it's chopping clients or reassigning, but I think one of the key things I want to warn you is don't hand them off to your existing salespeople unless they're really good accounts. You got a good salesperson to do it, but still your salespeople are feeling the same thing you're feeling. So if this whole process works, we'll look at doing the same thing for the other salespeople so that, you know, like example, like I know me and your business. If I want to quote a new firewall with a new server and migrate a bunch of data and big projects, I mean, $200,000, I want to be involved. But that same client, after that project's complete, needs three new PCs and maybe a firewall firmware update. I don't want to be involved in that. I know my people will take care of it. And we got young sales guys that, are, that, are, that have got two sales. I mean, they want business. They want to work. They want, I, want, I would love to give them a customer they can work with so they can get some, some sales experience, right? right? I see value in that too from an educational standpoint. If I give you a, what I consider a, 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 you know, a time a consumer versus a profitability customer, can I give this to a new sales rep and, and give them some exposure on how the process works so when they're farming the bigger, better fish, mm-hmm. they've got some skill set with it. Right. And you may have those young guys, young salespeople, maybe even calling into your clients and saying, you introduce them once. Hey, this is this new guy. He's going to be, you know, handing your account. Uh, I'm, like you said, I'm watching behind him, but he's going to, he's, a, he's a front end for your account. He's going to do a much better job than I have been. Then you have him on maybe a quarterly basis. He dials in. Hey, what's up? How's things going? You know, you guys, uh, you know, last month I called or last quarter, you guys are thinking about adding some new uh, hardware. How's that going? Add new, how, how's new, are you guys looking to hire new employees? I mean, just start thinking about, you know, yeah. hey, when you're thinking and about hiring employees. You know, if in a, in a good scenario here, we know what our ideal customer looks like. Those customers are ordering three, four, you know, between three and, mm. and, and 15 times a month. 
You know, right. so there's there's action. It's just time. I like, it. I love it. I like it. I like the idea. If you can pull that off, if you got somebody in mind for that position, uh, but let's let's top grade these people first. Let's just see who's out there that's not work. That's not fitting. Because maybe it's the wrong, like, just honestly, maybe it's not the wrong client. It's the wrong sales rep for that client or whatever. Yeah. And primarily for, and Mark, again, to, to kind of top it all off, you know, it's, I don't want it to be selfish, but I'm definitely looking internally on, on how I make, how I get more time to coach lead, right? How do I right. get more business into my guys' hands? So they, they know how to treat, they know how to run. They know the expectation here. So the core value yeah. as you brought up. Right. Yeah, you got it. You know, Thomas talks about this. Thomas Keenan, he talks a lot about you've got to pour into your staff every week. Drewby talked about it last week, where every Wednesday, I think every morning, he pours into the sales guys over and over and over. Uh, I don't know if you noticed in our post from our group, Lori Wren posted yesterday about she had her first Thursday night group Zoom call for all of her employees, first one ever. And what she discovered was interesting to me was some of the people she thought would step up and lead did nothing. And the people she thought would be quiet stepped up and led. And there was one employee who was upset about something. She, and then other employees jumped in to, to explain to her, the employee, like why you know it was being done the way it was. Right. So what that tells me is Lori's built a great culture and she started doing these meetings. And as I, so I said, your meetings, maybe a, a weekly or meeting with or monthly, whatever it would be for uh, – yeah, like for your uh, instead of quarterly, where all the staff gets together, if nothing else, at seven o'clock on a Thursday night from home on a Zoom call, whatever, in a room, you know, come in early for bagels. But let's all talk about the simple, like Ruby said it too, the basics. You know, these are the basics of what we do. Yeah. And just keep drilling on the basics. You know, you talk to NBA coaches, you hear them, you know, like, what do you guys do in practice? He goes, the basics, you know. You know, you see all these fancy shots in NBA. We don't practice that. We practice the basics every over and over again. I think you're going to find your team's going to be behind you, and you're also going to you're going to separate out the ones that don't fit. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Culture is everything. It's 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 a it's a huge piece to the successful customer experience. Without a doubt, sure is. Without a doubt. Well, great. Well, I'm going to uh, get ready to wrap this up. Uh, anything else? Anything else? Comments, questions, ideas that you have? No, no, not 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 really, Mark. I, I definitely appreciate you. Uh, you know, let me jump on and hang out with you. And thinking of uh, you know a good old uh, IT firm out of South Dakota, man. <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah, it's uh, for sure. Yeah, I, I've, when you first joined our group the last couple, like last month, I think I looked. I was like, oh, IT firm South Dakota. What is this? I looked at it like it's a, oh, it's a small IT company. I look at it, man. You guys are doing great. I'm really impressed with what you've built there in South Dakota. It's, I appreciate it. Uh, I see a lot of IT companies, and you guys are you guys are doing well. It's well, and we want to we want to we don't want to stop here. So that's why I, I did join that group that you're in, and you know I'm sitting here with you, like uh, you know you, you uh, got to ask questions, get some people in your I, corner, find out what works, what doesn't, who, what other people are doing. So you sure do. All right, well I'm going to wrap this uh, recording up. Uh, thank you again. I appreciate it, Kevin. Absolutely. Talk to you thank soon. Thank you again, Mark. All right.